Hi, welcome to FinSights. Today we're going to be talking about Tesla. We're going to be talking with Luke Zimmerman. He is vice president of an investor relations firm. Um, he is based out of San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, he has worked with companies and has raised approximately 700 million under his guidance and spearheaded investor relation campaigns for 25 public companies. Uh, he's also rung the bell on NASDAQ in New York City. And so before we go forward, I'd just like to welcome in Luke. Thank you, Justin. Excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about Tesla. And I know you're a fundamental guy. So uh, is there any reason that the price in Tesla is justified currently? Yeah, I think the the, the short answer to that is no. The long answer is, you know, <laughs> I think Tesla's a bit of a cold stock. And they've built um, a pretty insane retail investor following, um, you know, because their, their products fundamentally are great. But at some point, you know, valuation can still be insanely stretched. And I think, you know, with Tesla being, you know, the most valuable car company, when it can, you know, it, it can't really hold the true profit. The profits they've seen, you know, are kind of, are not really sustainable from, you know, the research I've seen. I think, um, you know, cheerleading in the media only gets you so far. Right. And um, it's something that, you know, while is, you know, maybe a scary short, I think it's something that I would certainly not be buying at this level. Yeah. Um, so one of the things I'm looking at is, I mean, their uh, income right now is negative $862 million, <laughs> And they're valued at right now currently they're about a 163 billion dollar company and if we if we look at other car companies like ford i mean ford is only worth 100 or 32 billion um versus you know tesla which was uh 160 163 billion so is is tesla really worth uh over five times what ford is worth yeah and, and think about this too i mean tesla, the amount of cars tesla produces is a ridiculously small fraction relative to you know something like like a Ford, for example, and you know they, they don't really do so profitably. And so I think you know the I think I saw a stat a while back. It was like the enterprise value per car that like these car makers produce a year, and Tesla's was just like it was insane. It was like I think it was like hundreds of thousands or something. Um, while the rest of the car makers were you know more grounded in reality, but I think you know for a low margin business like like uh, being a car maker. I know Tesla tries to build themselves as an energy company, but in reality, as of today, they're a car maker. And you know, trading at over six times the revenues is nuts. I mean, that's something you would get if you're more of a, like a software company or something. Like right, so what so, do you think, um, what do you think would be the value? So what makes it worth five times more than Ford? Because Ford is obviously not doing terrible ever since the the 2008-2009 crisis, I mean, Ford's actually been doing pretty well. Um, I can go ahead and pull up their chart while you talk about that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, what it causes it, I think it's a mixture of two really toxic things. I think it's, one, an insane uh, retail investor base who will, you know, buy anything Elon-related. And secondarily, you have the sell-side analysts who cover Tesla, who put out these outlandish, you know, $2,000 price targets or whatever. Um, and, and, and you know, for the for listeners who may not know, I mean, these analysts—they're not the slightest subjective because all these analysts, their their banks want the next Tesla deal when they raise capital, and that's how they get compensated a lot of money. And so these, you know, horribly biased analysts are out here putting well, several thousand dollar price targets out, 
um, to justify getting their next banking deal. You know, retail it gets on the media, um, and so the, the media friends said Tesla is insane, and that get and those two things get the retail investor base who will you know do anything that Elon says, just riled up, and I think it causes a, you know, an incredible market. I mean, I think I think you see right, you know, there's tons of short interest in Tesla, you know, by like hedge funds and stuff, but I, but there's so much buying. I think probably a lot of it retail that it's just like a battleground stock. It's some, it's you know, it's something like no other. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty insane. Uh, so I would say that we're probably in agreement that it is not a wise decision if you're going long in Tesla currently. It, it it's just equity, no way. Yeah, it's it's a pure speculation play, if if we're being completely objective here. And I love Elon Musk. Um, I think SpaceX is probably one of the greatest things in the last. I don't know, 30 years <laughs> as a private company being able to start space travel and then now you have Virgin Galactic. Um, I, th- I think that's just pretty incredible for the uh, future of humanity. But I don't think that justifies a car company being worth five times more than arguably one of the, the most successful car companies in the world. I mean, you look at the history of the automobile industry, um, not a lot of companies stick around as long as Ford has and and they were the first to do it so um, to me as you know a technical guy um, I still like to look at the fundamentals and right now I, I just can't justify where Tesla is at I mean they're they still haven't turned a profit yet and their sales um, while it may be uh, getting to the point where they're starting to see some growth with the Model 3 and their uh, their new Cybertruck. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't really think that justifies it being worth five times more than Ford. Um, I know they've also got the Gigawatt factory and, and other things that they've started to implement and they're starting to turn towards solar. Um, and I know you're the, the right person to talk about that because you actually, for... Uh, when we were going to college together, um, you had your own solar panel company. So I don't know if you want to touch on the valuation of that, if that can play into Tesla's crazy market cap right now. Yeah. So, you know, some of our listeners might know, you know, Tesla acquired um, a company actually chaired by uh, Elon Musk's cousin, I believe it was, something like that, uh, Solar City, which basically um, installed solar on residential roofs. Um, over the long term, and basically, um, you know, you would pay Solar City in like a monthly, like you pay your power bill, but you'd be, you pay them, right? And then they just get the power that the panels, panels produce. They have several arrangements. But long story short, yeah, it wasn't really, you know, the best, most sustainable model of the company. It was kind of failing, and so Tesla kind of took them on under their their wing because um, they had lots of debt looming, which was about to kind of, I guess, crush Solar, Solar City. And so it was. Um, and really an incestuous ac- acquisition, um, you know, I think, you know, other than that, I guess uh, they have a solar panel, you know, factory yeah. in Buffalo. I know they've been working on, I'm, I haven't heard anything on that in a while, so I think it's not going well. Um, you know, they have a solar roof, which I, th- you know, which obviously isn't really a, a thing yet in reality. Yeah. Um, and then they have the power wall, which I can tell you, you know, um, there's, I've seen lots of demand for that, but I mean, uh, it, living in Puerto Rico, it, uh, where the power grid's less stable, but I um, is it 130 seen... billion 
dollars worth of market cap? Yeah, no, it's not. You know, okay. so I think they have some cool products, but you know, it's nothing that could possibly right. justify. And how far do you think we are away from actually something like a solar roof from being viable? Because I know um, the technology and solar panels is is still kind of lagging behind. Um, what you know? What, I think it depends think really it where you are um, and, and your and the cost of electricity in your local market. In somewhere like, um, like where I was born, Indiana, the you know it's, electricity is very cheap. You know, predominantly coal. I think living in most recently where I lived, California, or here where I live now in Puerto Rico, electricity is much more expensive, and so solar is actually fairly competitive in these markets. And so I think it depends really on on uh, where, where where you're based. Um, and I guess how much you value clean power, but from a purely financial perspective, um, you know, it, it, it's come a long way in becoming competitive. And so I, I would, I think, you know, depending on how long you're willing to wait for that break even, <laughs> um, you know, anywhere from what I've seen 15 <laughs> to some markets, 30 years, depending on your power cost. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we could argue that we're, we're probably 10 years away from that being a viable option for for the everyday person and having the demand to justify that kind of valuation right um and, and I, I i still don't think you know even if this tesla solar roof was a huge thing you know the, their valuations are so far above and beyond I right right i mean if, if we look at uh, let's just look at apple for for a second apple is you know that as far as i know it's still the the most valued company publicly traded company in the U.S. And um, granted, Tesla is only maybe 10% of that valuation, but, you know, Apple is also producing almost 300 billion in sales and they've got almost 60 billion in profit. Whereas if you look at Tesla, it's it's pretty grim. I mean, they've only got 24 billion in sales and they're losing money every year. Um, so what have... As far as your uh, job goes, I, I don't know if you um, worry about the uh, the other analysts at other companies. So we, I can see that Argus uh, upgraded Tesla from five fifty six to eight oh eight a share. Bernstein upgraded it from three twenty five to seven thirty a share, and then Piper Sandler most recently, and kind of why we continue this crazy run up. They they upgraded seven twenty nine to nine twenty eight. Um, I don't know if you want to touch on that at all, or maybe these analysts know something that we don't. Um, yeah, I, I can tell you, I mean, basically, from my experience with sell side analysts, I think, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of these guys, are, you know, while they're supposed to be objective, you know, in reality, these analysts are trying to get deals for their banks. And so yeah. I think you look at look at any company that's covered as their stock price moves up the analysts will always raise their price targets to be a little bit above that. So I would right. encourage you guys, you know, to, to look at it, really any company and, you know, tell me that's not the case um, unless it's one of the, you know, every analyst maybe has like one company they, you know, don't like, maybe they're like a short on or something, but generally speaking, that's not the case. And so I think, um, um, you know, when looking at Tesla's coverage, it's something to consider. Yeah. Um... So last thing is, um, how were you wanting to uh, play this trade here? Um, I know that we talked about, um, before we talked about options being a, a possible way of, of taking advantage of this, I don't want to call it a bubble, but I mean, it's definitely been 
it's very heated and it's likely to um, have some sort of retracement that does that doesn't mean that it's going to drop back down to where it was at like 350 but um, I would argue that it, it's likely that you know we could see at least a, a 10% retracement like like we did a couple weeks ago actually um, so what are you planning on on doing as far as the option side of things go I know you said you wanted to sell some calls yeah I think um, you know just watching Tesla it's interesting you know uh, I, I you know this is why I guess you know I was talking to you about it, Justin because I, you know from a fundamental perspective I'm like wow this is you know, there's no way Tesla can make a thousand. Yeah, it doesn't you know, make sense. So <laughs> over overextended, and if at the same time, you know, I'm, um, you know, not one to, you know, especially on these shorter term trades, uh, like you know, like uh, for example, selling a call option, which is effectively saying Tesla won't go above a certain level in exchange for the premium. Someone will pay for that option, which right now because of Tesla's volatility is very high, and so I was considering, um, you know. Basically, just uh, you know, sell, selling call options maybe at like a thousand bucks. Yeah, so you're going to sell. And out of I the think money the odds of them breaking that are low, yeah. and you can harvest a lot of premiums. So that's what, I would, what I've been looking. Yeah, uh, I think that's probably one of the safer ways. I, I know it's a naked call, but right now, if we look at the probability on a thousand dollar call, um, I think it was what eighty eight percent for February twenty eighth expiration date. Uh, that, yeah, that's, like that's about that, what exactly. I was looking at. I don't know what you got. Um, and so, I, obviously, when you sell, when you're selling something like a call, I, I think your max. I'm not an option trader, but as far as I know, your your max return is going to be a hundred percent at expiration. Is that correct? Yeah. So basically, the premium that, that someone pays for that call, you either get basically all of it, um, or um, you know, none of it. You lose a lot of money, um, depending on yeah. basically how the stock goes so your upside's fixed um you can only make as much money as a premium but uh you know I so think that's fine. you don't you don't even need the price to go down this week you just need it to stay even you actually only need this to break even you only need to keep it under uh i believe a hundred and or excuse me one thousand and eleven dollars a share yeah yeah, that, yeah that's exactly break even. i mean so as long as Tesla doesn't have another crazy, uh, what would that be, about 12% gain this week? Um, I mean, you're going to essentially return 100% on this on this trade that you're, you're planning on doing. Um, and if, if we're looking at the daily chart right now, um, I know you're not a TA guy, but we can see that, you know, on the oscillator, the the thing that kind of gauges the momentum and, and the trade, it's it's finally started to uh, decline on the what's called the histogram. Um, so momentum has declined just a little bit. And then um, also, if we look at our st stochastics indicator, that just kind of tells us like where price is based on the past 14 days, and it gets smoothed out, uh, whether it's overbought or oversold. And right now, we're we're definitely in overbought territory. So I would say that's probably a high probability trade and, you know, making a hundred percent in a week. Um, it's something, if you have the capital, that's something a lot of people can do. Uh, now the margin requirement on that might, might stop a lot of people. If, if you can't, um, if you can't cover the trade in some way, um, you said the margin requirement is actually like 10 grand. Is that correct? Correct, and that's and basically that's what you'd lose if Tesla went up. I think it was another uh, 
like hundred bucks over right. you know that just as like a safety net. Right. So, um, I, I mean, theoretically, when you're selling a call, your loss is unlimited, but Tesla. Ha- also has to break a thousand before you even start to lose money by by the end of the, the week. So, um, if I'm looking at the weekly chart as well, I mean, even if you did a longer term option on this thing, uh, we're we're overbought on the stochastics and like, I've never, I, honestly, I've never seen a chart that looks like this where it's so overheated. Where, I mean, the MACD is up to 132. I don't know if I've ever seen that other than maybe the VIX on some of those crazy days we've had. And um, the the RSI, which also kind of gauges whether it's overbought or oversold, it's way overbought. And then stochastics again is overbought. So um, I would say you're in a pretty pretty high probability trade. We kind of peaked at 968 last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, so I'd say uh, yeah, it's selling a thousand dollar strike price call option. Um, with an expiration on this Friday or maybe even next Friday, if, if we don't believe it's going to break a thousand by, uh, the following week, then it, it might be a play at the following week as well. Um, so yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's been, uh, great talking about this. I know a lot of people have been wondering about Tesla. Um, and now we've, we've kind of talked about this too, that we're going to begin to start looking for these kind of trades where there's, uh, you know, next to 90% probability of the trade working out and you know you end up making 100%. I think a lot of people would be interested in following that. So uh, if you don't mind coming back on, uh, it'd be great to have you again. Yeah, of course. I, uh, you know, look forward to the next show. Awesome, dude. Uh, well, I'll see you, uh, or I guess I won't see you because <laughs> you're in Puerto Rico, but uh, yeah, maybe we'll get some kind of a Skype call or something. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, man. If you like this content, head over to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash finsights. You'll get more insights on different stocks just like Tesla and anything else that pops up on our radar. You also get educational videos and we're working on a technical analysis 101 course. We're also going to start including some other financial courses um, and we are also going to talk about some personal finance related topics. So uh, head over to Patreon and thanks for listening.